Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. A second person is now charged this morning in a Clayton murder. The man police are looking for right now. And the St. Louis County Council discussing budget cuts today. The different departments that could feel the most impact. Plus tonight on News 11, you can watch the fourth GOP presidential primary debate from the University of Alabama. We take you to Tuscaloosa, Alabama for an exclusive preview before the debate. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, December 6th, and you are watching The Power of Two at 6 a.m. I'm John Pertzborn. I'm Blair Lede. Thank you for waking up with us. We're taking a live look at our Together Credit Union roof cam. Everything looks calm out there. It is calm, but it is cold. We have meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick in this morning to tell us all about it. We do have a warm-up, though, on the way. Yeah, warm-up on the way. Not today, though. It's We're going to have to wait another day or so to okay. see that warm-up. Thursday and Friday going to see temperatures about 10 to 15 degrees above normal. But as of right now, temperatures are currently settling into those mid to upper 30s across the area. Factor in a light northwest wind around 5 to 10 miles per hour. It actually feels more like maybe the upper uh, upper 20s to around 30 degrees. So some wind chill values in the picture. A look at that bus stop weather for today. Grab the jacket. You'll need it this morning. Standing at the bus stop, 31 degrees is what I'm going under some partly cloudy to mostly cloudy skies. Heading into this afternoon, we will see a slight warm up. 47 degrees, kind of like yesterday's afternoon high, but a little bit more sunshine in the forecast. We'll talk about that warm up coming up in just a few minutes. Accidents aren't the issue this morning. The biggest problem we've seen is on 70 in that eastbound direction headed towards North Hanley Road. Now we do have some work going on. As you can see, it's got that right hand shoulder and that right hand lane blocked. So if you're taking this corridor, just be aware this is going on and it's really causing some slowdown in that eastbound direction. Now, 55, if you're taking it heading north into the city, drive time sitting pretty at 60 miles per hour. So nothing to worry about there. Where it does pick up is gonna be near Revix Revis Barracks, but again, things looking good mostly out on the roadways, and we are accident-free at this time. Well, a second person is now charged in connection with the murder of a Clayton man last month. Now this morning, the second person uh, of interest is still on the loose. Five of two is Chris Ringier live in Clayton with what we're learning right now. Chris? Blair and John, good morning to both of you. We are just outside the Justice Center, officially with the St. Louis County Prosecuting Attorney's Office here, issuing charges against that second suspect. The first suspect already charged in the case, 18-year-old Trinell Johnson, remaining behind bars here this morning without bond. The second suspect, still at large at this hour, is identified as 18-year-old Darion Johnson. He is now charged with second-degree murder and armed criminal action. A $500,000 cash-only bond has been set for him. Clayton police telling me this morning that so far there have been no sightings of Johnson. We're told he should be considered armed and dangerous. 41-year-old Joshua Harris was murdered back on November the 13th. Clayton police found Harris shot when they responded to a shots fire call on Wydown near Hanley Road. 
just before 5.30 in the morning. Harris was pronounced dead at the scene. At that point, the major case squad was called in. Investigators say surveillance video reveals Darion Johnson, Trinell Johnson, and others breaking in the vehicles and driving a white Chrysler 300. We're told surveillance video also shows several shots being fired at Harris from the Chrysler 300 after Harris, who also had a gun, confronted suspects trying to break into his wife's car. Authorities say Darion Johnson was seen on surveillance video driving the same Chrysler in the hours before the murder. Police tell us phone records also placed Darion Johnson near the murder scene around the time of the shooting. Clayton residents we spoke with say they still feel safe walking in the area where the murder happened. The day that it happened, I was a little bit spooked to be walking around in the dark um, just because it was so sudden and surprising. Um, but honestly, no, there's always a bunch of people walking around, um, lots of street lights and everything. So, no, I don't I don't really feel any less safe. Here is another look at Darion Johnson's picture. Our post-dispatch partners reporting that Darion Johnson and Trinell Johnson are not related. If you see Darion Johnson, you are asked to call 911 right away. For now, live in Clayton, I'm Chris Renier. Well, two people were shot in East St. Louis yesterday. Illinois State Police are now investigating. This happened on 14th Street where a woman was shot multiple times and then died. Later, police were called to 15th Street where a man was shot. The preliminary investigation shows the shootings are possibly related, and Illinois State Police are asking anyone with information to please come forward. 604, your time right now. St. Louis County has been dealing with a major budget deficit, and that's been eroding the reserve funds for quite some time now. Well, the Bob Two's Laura Simon live in Clayton this morning to explain why this financial crisis uh, has prompted some urgent action all of a sudden from county leaders. Claire, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. The St. Louis County Council has made a plan to hopefully tackle the county's projected $27 million budget deficit. And so they're hoping to make cuts of around $14 million in the next fiscal year. And this is going to impact various county offices and departments. We want to delve into the specifics for you here this morning as they do work to get this under control as they have been tapping into reserves for quite some time. The legislation would cut budgets of five key offices by 10% reductions from the county executive's office, the county counselor's office, the Department of Revenue, the Department of Administration, and the public administrator's office would save the the county nearly $4 million and budgets for the Public Works Department and Prosecuting Attorney's Office would also be reduced by about 5%. The council is also proposing a restriction on the purchase of new vehicles for the office and the Health Department would actually face the most substantial cut of $8.2 million. No cuts are on the horizon though for the Police Department, the Jail or Parks. As you can imagine, these proposed budget cuts for 2024 are sparking dis discussions about the potential impact on county services and operations and we'll continue to break down why this is so necessary throughout the morning for you reporting live here in Clayton this morning. I'm Laura Simon. Thank you, Laura. Well, it is 606 right now. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Gabe Gore releases a report on his first six months on the job since taking over the office in May after Kim Gardner resigned. Gore has hired two dozen lawyers and 14 support staff from paralegals to victim advocates. When Governor Mike Parson appointed Gore to the position, there was a backlog 
of 250 pending homicides. Since that time, Gore says there has been a 45% increase in prosecutions for all types of criminal cases. He says the success is because of a collaborative effort. An impressive turnout last night for the family of a tow truck operator killed while helping a stranded motorist. This caravan of tow trucks and emergency vehicles were there to honor volunteer firefighter, tow truck operator and community servant Wade Bivens. His friends and former colleagues remind everybody, urge everybody, please move over when you see emergency vehicles on the side of the road. Give them a break. they got a job to do. That's right. Thank you, John. 607, part two follow-up. New information on a timeline now for traffic safety updates on Chippewa. This is after a woman was hit near Ted Drew's Friday. According to the spokesperson for the St. Louis Mayor's Office, Nick Dunn, new mobile traffic cameras are set to go on the streets as soon as today. Work will start on new curb bump outs for Chippewa, along with fencing and safety posts next June. A new crosswalk and streetlight will be installed next fall. Well, it's a stalemate over privacy concerns. It stalls the push to return those red light cameras to St. Louis City. The Post-Dispatch reports that uh, Mayor Tashara Jones and some members of the, the Board of Aldermen want to bring back those cameras to crack down on reckless driving. But now a bill requiring public review of all police surveillance tools is putting the brakes on this. And the city began using red light cameras back in 2007, but a 2015 court decision effectively forced a shutdown because it required governments to identify drivers in order to ticket them, not just cars. And the city just took photos of those vehicles. Well, a debate over abandoned homes in North St. Louis County happened last night. St. Louis County Council uh, met to hear from North County leaders who are upset about the county's decision to partially suspend its post third sale program. That means outside buyers can buy up abandoned properties like these you see, but the cities they're in cannot. Leaders in places like Jennings and Ferguson showed up Tuesday night in Clayton to express their frustration. They say they feel disrespected by the county's lack of communication. This doesn't look good for St. Louis County. You know, when we, when we can't even have basic conversations with one another, that there's a dismissiveness and disrespect and disregard and people go away with hurt feelings and then it makes us not want to work together because we don't know if we can trust that individual. Hmm. Well, the county did say they would give those cities a new way to apply to buy those abandoned buildings again, but those mayors say it's too little too late. They want to see the old program fully reinstated. Well, one of the tallest menorahs in the country will be lit. The first candle in downtown St. Louis tomorrow night. It was installed yesterday. It's a 29 foot tall menorah. It's the tallest menorah west of the Mississippi River. It's going to be lit on Thursday night for the first night of Hanukkah at 6 in the evening at Keener Plaza. The Keener Plaza Hanukkah Menorah is organized by the Chabad of Greater St. Louis Regional Director. Rabbi Yosef Landa says that uh, this year's celebration is the best antidote for the Jewish community during this difficult time. 